Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. On J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio, ESPN News, Sirius XM, Channel 80, and your smart speakers, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Guys, how bananas is it that we start the season with a game that's so fun with so many storylines? That we've talked, you know, Dak Prescott, the defending chancellor, that that a 44-year-old quarterback who's the greatest of all time (laughs) had a great game, wins the game, and we haven't really even talked about him yet. It's 9 o'clock. We've been on since 6 a.m. We haven't even really gotten into Tom Brady. He was 32 of 50 for 379 yards, four touchdowns, two interceptions. He's on pace at this moment. For 68 touchdown passes in a 17-season, you know, regular season, a regular game season, uh, two of those passes were to Gronk, the, the two touchdown passes to Antonio Brown, uh, 100 career touchdowns thrown by Tom Brady to Gronk, the most from a quarterback to a tight end in NFL history. And, you know, so we've been focused on Dak. There were a lot of questions. But are we about to see, given the weapons, given what he's looked like, given he can play a little looser, Arians as coach, are we about to see the best season he's ever had, Key? Well, the reason we haven't talked about him, because quite frankly, we don't care, right? And the reason we don't care, because we know that movie. And we've seen it. It expected. It's just like, okay, well, here we go. Terrific Tommy. Here's what Tommy's getting ready to do to you. A minute 24 left. Thanks a lot. You know, you just know what you expect from a guy in greatness like that. And uh, you you can have arguments all day long. And I was talking to some people yesterday as I was watching the game, and we're going Montana versus Brady. Oh, my God. And some people say, well, Joe Cool. I'm like, well, yeah, but still, this dude right here? Mm. And I use some other words, start with M's and other things like that, is ridiculous. It makes no sense. Despite his age, I don't care about his age. Because he clearly looks like, to me, he can play another however many years he chooses to play. Yes, I know he fell off a cliff years ago, Max, and Father Time. No, I was expecting him to. Him. It just never happened. You know, it never happened, and it may never happen. He may have to walk away from the game because he's tired of playing. I'm just tired. I don't want to do it anymore. I've got 10 Super Bowl rings. There's nothing left to do. I'm tired of taking teams' money. I, like, literally. Like, right? And so with that being said, I never questioned Bill Belichick. Never, ever. Never questioned his decision-making. But damn, Bill, really? You didn't want another four years of that? Looks like you just questioned it. I'll say this. I'll say this, Key. You know, you better get rid of a guy a year too early than a year too late, especially no, if you're no, planning no, for the future cool. at quarterback. That's, that's, that's cool. That's all good. Even Brady's last year in New England, I can clearly see as an expert with eyes that know football, pat myself on the back, yay, that they didn't have anything around him no. to No, no what I know I, I get career. that. And by the way, the time has shown that to be the correct take. But I, I what I'm it, saying but, but key, what I'm saying is based on the history of humans. No one has ever done what Tom Brady's doing at this age. So, so you can forgive Belichick it. if he's like, I, yeah, look, it's not like he's going to do this at 44. Who could predict but, that? But, it, it, but you could – no, it's not predicting. It's seeing how many more years he could potentially have. How would you know? Because he's right there because with you man. already. And if I'm looking at it and I'm saying to myself, 
we don't have any other players around him. We just got to the divisional round and we lost to Tennessee. We don't have any other stuff around him. I need to put some stuff around him to get better with him. So they didn't do it. He decides, I don't really want the offer. I don't I want to move on. He goes and, you know, kind of looks around, and he picks a team that was stacked and loaded, and then he talks to Gronk to come out of retirement. Antonio Brown was going through some personal stuff. They figured that out for the most part to bring him back in the fold after Bruce Arians, who had him in Pittsburgh early in his career, said, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll look, take a look at it. Then they go get Leonard Fournette, and now they're rolling. So I'm saying if you took Tom Brady right now and you dropped him back in New England, New England is going to be favored with Kansas City in the AFC without a question. Yeah, that's right. But without, that's right. right I mean, we now, can, we, not I, last year. I don't want to get bogged right down. Now. I don't want to get bogged down in in Belichick whether he should have known that he that Brady would smash no, it's him. Not, it's but not, hold on, Key. Hold on. I, I, I got a question for you, Jay. I got a question for you, Jay. Brady is doing what LeBron is doing in this sense. Mm-hmm. He's resetting longevity at a at a position by so much that every time he takes the field or LeBron takes the court or Jay-Z grabs a microphone, right? There are some dudes who, if their peak performance is not the best of all time, it's close enough to it, and they've done it so much longer than anyone else that they're the GOAT or close to it. Brady's the GOAT. But is his peak performance now, like we asked this about Dak earlier, does he have a chance for that actual peak to be as high or higher than it's ever been? Then what, like in his prime prime? Yeah, given what's around him. I don't I – don't. But I don't think if you're Tom Brady, you're worried about trying to be better than what you were in your prime. You're worried him being the best is still good enough to win Super Bowls. And for him, that's all that matters. That's fine. That's not the question. I'm not asking what's important to him. Do you think think he has a chance now to reach new heights, so to speak, given what is around him and how well he's playing? Yes, because he's doing something unprecedented for his age. We've never seen somebody at this age play at this level. I mean, that first rifle pass – and that first TD drive he threw to Gronk. Do you see how tight of a window was that key in the middle of the field? Oh, absolutely. That, oh, my God. That's, I sat there last night watching but, Gronk and watching Tom, thinking if we're calling Tom the goat of goats in, in football, and if you're sitting there saying about Gronk that he is maybe the greatest tight end to ever play football, like where do they rank as the greatest duo in all of sports? That's another good question. Well, Michael they, they Jordan, Scottie Pippen. I mean, like – Montana and Rice. Montana. They're, they're right, what, top – Top two? They, Are we ready to say they're, top they're, two? No, no, they're, they're, they're up there. I mean, they, they're up there. There's no question about it. But Brady, having, having those type of weapons around him, if he could have got some of that in his – if he could have got that in his last year in New England and thereafter, New England would be in the mix. And, and Belichick, Belichick, for whatever reason, made the decision to move on or, or didn't offer up enough money or make him feel enough security that he wanted to re- remain in – New England and, and go instead of going to Tampa Bay to kind of get another fountain of youth. Again, he he's probably got another four years of football left in him at this level that but, we but see. Key, but Keith, did you think did you think last year that Tom Brady, after seeing him play for a little bit, did you not think that he can go? Longer? Oh, I did. I did. 
I, I, I was fooled. I, I got to say, don't understand why we're I was, this conversation I, right now I, I because was, I thought that I thought what Key was thinking last year. I was fooled no, by was Brady in that, New England by the lack of weapons around him. It fooled yes, me. Yes, you was fooled because that's what I'm trying to tell yeah, no, you. No, no, I, I that that's clear. I mean, I, I that's you know, there's no debating that. That's clear. What what I'm saying is, when you look at Brady now, well, he could do this for another three, four years. Like no one really knows because it's never been done before. He's resetting the record Clearly, every time. Though, but it, one of the points they were making on the broadcast last night was given the level of his wisdom, how quick he gets rid of the ball, that stuff, they're saying they were at least alluding to the idea maybe he could have his best season. Like right now, could he have his best season right now, Key? Yeah, he can because he has the ability from an athletic standpoint, the mindset, the arm, the strength, everything around him to not feel like he has to carry the team. And the only thing he does is just deals with those players, throw the ball to them, they run and catch. He he uses his brains at a minute 24 to know exact. Think about it, man. Dude been playing all 20-some years. When you've been playing that long, I've seen there's nothing you can do to beat me on the board. You, you're not going to ever fool me. So the only thing you can do is out-athletic athlete me with some of your talent on the defensive side of the ball. Your pass rush can get to me. That's pretty much it. You're not going to fool me on a scheme. You're not going to drop a defensive end and I'm going to throw an interception. You're not going to do those things because I've seen everything. And that's Uh why he can have some major success. Can I also tell you what helps exponentially? Last year, obviously, we saw a team get piecemeal together in the midst of a pandemic, which we're still in to a degree. But watching Antonio Brown and Max, I give you credit, you said this the other day, that he could potentially become – that number one option, if he plays to the level that he used to play at key with Chris Godwin, with Mike Evans, you're sitting there saying, like people Damn, forget these AB. dudes are elevating, and then you have Tom Brady that's hitting his stride too, second year with Bruce Arians, yep. and that system a- a- B, set up the, for it. The heights that A.B. has reached in his career, the peaks, are higher than anyone else in the receiving core you know, of the, of the wideouts. If he is most of that, it's, it's a wrap. Ed Werder was at Raymond James Stadium last night for Bucks cowboys Let's bring him right in on this conversation. Ed, what did you make of the GOATS' performance in the opener? <laughs> well, it was uh, typical and something we've seen quite often in his career. What is he, third in NFL history now with 48 comebacks in the fourth quarter behind um, Drew Brees and Peyton Manning. And I-, I thought it was kind of interesting that, you know, you saw his genius in – the two touchdown plays to Rob Gronkowski in the red zone where he catches the Cowboys. You know, they basically had a defensive end in both situations assigned to cover him if he, if he ran a route, and they beat that both times. The thing that surprised me in the game last night as it pertained to Tom Brady was the Cowboys were totally unable to pressure him at all despite this, all this new athletic, long defensive players they brought in for Dan Quinn. And then, you know, Dan Quinn and has always played that Seattle Pete Carroll style of defense, which is always kind of three deep zone. And last night, they, they played 62% of the snaps against Tom Brady in man. And he beat them for four touchdown passes in man coverage. But you just can't say enough about how great Tom Brady is and the circumstances under which he came in last year and with a bad leg and a new team for the first team in 20 years goes out and wins a Super Bowl. And uh, there's every reason to believe, based on last night, that they're going to be the number one team in football again this year unless somebody gets hurt. Key? 
Oh, I was waiting for you to go, uh, Jamin. I got it. I'll grab it. What Ed? What do you? What did you take away from watching Dak Prescott? Not in training camp, running around with Jim Maurer and the training staff, but actually physically getting out on the field, slicing and dicing, dealing and willing, and running around in last night's game after 11 months. Get it? 11 months off from playing in the National Football League with a major ankle injury. Well, I, I really question the way they uh, approached the offseason with Dak in terms of you know, shutting him down like they did once he suffered the shoulder injury in their first padded practice at training camp. I mean, you're right. He, he's returning from an 11-month absence from his first major injury without a single preseason snap, despite not throwing competitively for an entire month. And he goes to Tampa and against a defense that pressured Patrick Mahomes into a Super Bowl record, you know, a Super Bowl record 29 times, never allowed the Chiefs a touchdown. Dak Prescott matches his career high. 58 passes, 400 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, I think he came out and did everything he said. He said, I'm going to start fast. I'm going to be better this year than I was last year. And I think he proved that he is the same unflinching competitor as he was before the injury. I think he justified for a lot of America the $160 million contract he finally got from Jerry Jones. And by the way, they're not playing Jason Garrett football in Dallas anymore. <laughs> no, they're playing it in New hey, York now. Hey, Ed, thanks a lot for warning all the Giant fans. Yeah, yeah they're playing it in New York. Hey, there are eight guys in the box. What are we going to do? Saquon's run, out. Run. No old line. Running right at him. Go ahead, run, Jack. run, run, pass. Hey, Ed, how did you – what were your overall thoughts last night that you extracted on Dan Quinn's new defense for the Cowboys? Yeah, I, I really expected – I mean, first of all, you you see that it's a meritocracy with Dan Quinn. Uh, you know, the sacred cow, Jalen Smith, who played 99% of the snaps last year and has made 50 consecutive starts since that, you know, overcoming that re- that injury in, in remarkable fashion to have a career at all in the NFL. Um, but obviously, he led, he led the NFL in tackles last year. Dan Quinn doesn't care about that. Dan Quinn has now made Leighton Van Der Esch, who was a first-round pick, um, and Jalen Smith, you know, situational-type players. Uh, he played Micah Parsons and Keanu Neal for the most part in the game. I was a, I was a little surprised that they weren't able, like I said, to create some pressure on Brady in the game. Everybody talks about, everybody knows that the way he's most like every other quarterback in the league is if you subject him to pressure. And everybody says we're going to get Brady off his spot, right? And that's what the Cowboys said coming into the game, and they failed to do it. Now maybe Brady's just that good because everybody says they're going to do it, and very few succeed in doing so um but i thought i thought dan i mean they got four three four turnovers in the game one was a hail mary pass at the end of the game or end of the half where brady never should have had the ball um that was a miscalculation by mike mccarthy to try a 60 yard field goal in those circumstances (laughs) um but yeah i i thought defensively they showed some promise and to be fair Uh, the way zerline was kicking the ball you know of course he he felt like he had it in the bag the 60 yarder yeah, he only missed a 31-yarder and a, and a yeah. point after touchdown at that at that juncture. There was every reason to have total faith he was going to make a 60-yarder yeah. late in the half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, so I think we've seen some um, from the coaching point of view. You know, there weren't the communication errors that plagued the Cowboys defensively in coverage last year. I think they. I think we also saw. Hey, here's why they really didn't want to draft Micah Parsons in the first round. You know, they really wanted Patrick Sertan or they wanted J.C. Horn at corner because now you got. 
you know, Anthony Brown out there trying to single cover Antonio Brown with Tom Brady making the decisions with the football. That's not what you want if you're the Dallas Cowboys. Ed Water, our great Ed Water, ESPN NFL reporter, was at the Dallas Cowboys uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers game last night. Ed, now you've been around the block, you've seen them all from Emmitt Smith on and the Dallas Cowboys running back. Now they got Ezekiel Elliott, right? He only gets 11 carries last night. Was that more of the game plan because of the defensive front, or was it more something else because they use Pollard a lot in the game? Yeah, you know, I think I think if Mike if Mike McCarthy is the head coach, um, when when Ezekiel Elliott holds out and forces leverages Jerry Jones into the new contract and makes him the highest paid running back in football, I think the, I think McCarthy wouldn't have advocated for that. He, I think he's as happy with Tony Pollard, you know, carrying the football out of the running back position as he is Ezekiel Elliott. He plays through the quarterback. And I just wonder, my question after watching that game last night and seeing the way they played under Mike McCarthy uh, with Kellen Moore now calling the place for the third year is, is this the way they're going? Is it, was last night the result of looking at the tape and saying, hey, we're not going to beat Tampa's front seven, especially with that Zach Martin, we're not going to be able to run the football consistently against that team, and so we're not even going to try. You know, Zeke Elliott played 70 out of 83 snaps. He finished 11 carries, 33 yards. He's had two career games with fewer yards and carries. Mm-hmm. So is that an aberration, and was it opponent-specific that they played that way? I don't think it was for the reason that they played that way last year before Dak got hurt you know, throwing it 50 times a game. And that was because, well, they couldn't get out of their own way. They turned the ball over. They got behind. Their defense was terrible. And they had to play that way. Last night was a choice. So I just wonder, is that going to be a choice every week? Or was it a choice just for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? And when you because hit... oh, if, it, if, it was, if it was a choice, then you really don't need Ezekiel Elliott anymore. All he, all he is is an extra offensive lineman picking up blitzes. Wow. Wow. And if they are, like the report said, every two weeks getting an MRI on Dak Prescott's shoulder, like are, are you concerned as a fan, like watching that game, considering he threw it 58 times? Uh, to me, what he did told me he was completely healthy. Um, you know, as it pertains to the fractured leg and dislocated ankle, he, you know, he was mobile in the pocket. He extended plays. Um, they called a, a quarterback run, a design quarterback run. And then when you're, you know, when you come back and you're throwing it as many times as you ever have in your career and you're incredibly accurate, I didn't think there was any reason coming out of the game to be concerned about Dak Prescott. And I did, I wasn't aware of their plan. If it's true, I assume it is, uh, that they're going to, you know, constantly check his shoulder. Um, but obviously they handled that exactly the way they should have coming coming off the injury when it, when it did. It's interesting that, you know, if you look at Bowles' game plan here defensively, uh, make Dak beat you through the air. But Dak seems certainly capable of that, mm-hmm. but they completely shut down the run. And and apparently the, the feeling is that maybe it's the Dallas defense or whatever it is that you can beat that team that way. Um, but they're, but but Dak looked really good, Ed, and, and, and it's a curious decision facing that team to me like make Dak beat you when Ezekiel Elliott has looked the way he has recently. Yeah, and I really had, you know, high expectations to a point for Ezekiel Elliott. You know, he failed last year 
Um, I think he was ashamed of himself and felt a real responsibility to his teammates. Was, you know, sort of looked at what he did and was disappointed in, in how he competed. And he wasn't there when Dak Prescott went out. He had a terrible year. He turned the football over. And, and he, you know, hired a chef in the offseason, so he improved his body. Uh, he hired a coach for the first time in the offseason and, you know, worked on his speed and quickness. But we really didn't see any of that last night, and I thought we would. I really think that Ezekiel Elliott can still be an important part. Yep, I think we I think lost, we might have lost him. We lost Ed. Well, Ed says a whole lot. A well, lot Ezekiel, of great stuff. Ezekiel Elliott is going to be a major part of the offense. It just wasn't conducive in that game against the, the front seven of the way Tampa played. Especially with a banged-up O-line. Exactly. Well, and Ed made an interesting – not an interesting uh, point, but made a, an interesting you know, observation as to Mike McCarthy's uh, view on Tony Pollard versus Ezekiel Elliott. And in situations, no, maybe Mike McCarthy doesn't become an advocate for paying him long-term big money contract because in his system, in his offense, he feels like any back with any type of athletic ability could do some of the same things in his offense that others could do. So when you see coaches that are like that, no matter what the money is for that position, they will not play a guy the way we think he should be played. I wonder how much is, like you could say that about a lot of running backs versus not top-tier running backs, right? Like you can inter- they're interchangeable if they can do some of the same stuff. But once you get to the top, top-tier running backs, that's when you think they make a difference. Is Ezekiel Elliott just not that anymore? Is that not in him anymore? No, it, it, it may not be what McCarthy's style is. And you got to go all the way back to – his days in Green Bay. What running backs did he truly ever really have as a head coach? It was always a running back by committee in Green Bay when he was the head coach. They never had one bell cow. And that was never the case under Jason Garrett because when Jason Garrett played, it was one guy. And that guy is in the Hall of Fame and he wears number 22. That was Ed Werder on the Goodyear hotline until we lost him. Keyshawn J. Willemax presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your car, home, motorcycle, commercial, auto, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. We mentioned it earlier, but the Ravens have added another 1,000-yard rusher to their, to their uh, running back room. Adam Schefter reports that the Ravens are in agreement with Latavius Murray. You guys were speculating about that. A couple hours ago, the Ravens now have Latavius Murray, Le'Veon Bell, Devontae Freeman. Again, if this was, you know, five years ago, they'd have the greatest running back combination ever, right? And, of course, they have Lamar Jackson. Um, Those are definitely some names. They are some names. Tomorrow is the 20th anniversary of 9-11, and we've got someone who is at the forefront of sports return. We're going to hear from him after Jay has this from DraftKings. Now is the time to celebrate. The first NFL Sunday of the season is about to kick off in just two days. And DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL, is putting you in the center of this weekend's action. New customers can get a free shot at a million-dollar top prize with their first deposit by signing up using code KJM. So get in on the action now. Look, it's simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Feel the NFL action like never before with a free shot at a million-dollar payday. Download the DraftKings app now and use code KJM. 
This week, new customers can get a free shot at the $1 million top prize and compete for millions in prizes across all contests. Enter code KJM to get a free shot at the $1 million top prize with your first deposit. That's code KJM, only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Hey, it's Greeny, and as expected, the Buccaneers take their opener, knocking off the Cowboys. We have a full-scale Friday coming your way with plenty of coverage of the game and looking ahead to all the rest of your Week 1 matchups. It's Greeny, starting 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max here on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, wherever you get podcasts, your smart speakers, anywhere else we are, J. Will, Key, we're, we're everywhere. Yes, that is correct. Herm, everywhere. Herm Edwards, the great Herm Edwards, Arizona State head coach, uh, is with us right now. Coach, how are you this morning? I'm well, man. How are you guys doing? How are you doing, Coach? Good. We're doing now that you're right, here. Man. We're good. We are good. Coach, you were the head coach of the Jets 20 years ago when the NFL stopped due to the 9-11 attacks. What do you remember about that week? Well, it was my rookie year, and uh, we had played the Colts our first game and had lost. And um, on Tuesday, that's when the the uh, 9-11 incident uh, took place. And I can remember – I was in my office and I was watching uh, tape on the Raiders. We're going to go on the road and play the Raiders. And um, it was a clear day. Uh, we were at the Hofstra campus then. And LaGuardia Airport, the flight patterns, you could see planes, you know, coming in all the time. And I looked out the window and didn't see any planes. And then kind of let it go. And hour went again, no planes again. And I turned the television on and I see a plane running into the building. And then obviously – from there, gathered information and then went down and talked to the GM, our GM, and said, you know, we need to call the league and figure out what they're doing. And the league at that point, uh, they were going to decide on Thursday whether they are going to play or not. Team came in on Wednesday, um, spoke to the team and told them this. I said, look, I don't know what the league's going to do, but you guys have a right. Uh, if you don't want to play, um, we don't have to do this, and I'll back you. And the team voted they were not going to play. So I called the uh, – commissioner's office and told them we don't know what the league's going to do but the new york jets will not play uh, we'll we'll just take the forfeit if that's what we have to do we need to let the raiders know we're not going to play but by thursday the league get voted not to play and that was the correct thing to do mm, good to hear your voice coach um how did you try to help bring the community together after all this <sighs> Well, that's a great, great question, Key. Um, we actually took buses, our team, and went down to the site and uh, worked uh, filling up trucks and stuff for the first responders. And it was amazing to see those folks come out of those buildings um, uh, that were trying, they were looking for people, obviously, and to, to see our football team down there. And that was probably, that's been the highlight of my career. As, as, a, as a football coach, to be quite honest. And because at that point in time, I, I think it, it really, when you look at America, it brought all those of us together. And um, we were angry. I think a lot of us were angry, and we wanted, we wanted to do something. And, and we just felt compelled as a football team to go down there and tell all those folks that were going in those buildings, uh, thank you, and that you truly are the heroes. 
Coach Herm, every time I've spoken to you, you've always it seemed like you've always taken your experiences and that's helped you grow as a person. How how did that particular experience impact your coaching career? Well, you know, my father was a military man. And um, he used to tell me he fought the Korean War in World War II. And I think sometimes we take our freedoms uh, for granted, and freedom's not free. And uh, when you look at something like that, um, you know, we're, this is America. and You would never imagine that would happen here, right? You see it on, on you know, national news and stuff. You see stuff happening. But when that hits you, it goes to show you, you know, people went to work that day, and they never came back. You could see the cars uh, down by the train station for the people that used to come out of uh, by Hofstra's campus. They had to uh, take them downtown. Those cars sat there. You know, those people went to work and never came back. That's just that's just that's uh, a horrifying thought. Herm, what do you remember coming back for that first game against the New England mm. Patriots? Yeah, it was. Um, it was one of those games, obviously, in New England, uh, the red, white, and blue, the flag. Uh, I can remember talking to Bill before the game, and we both just stood there and said, hey, look, I don't know how we're going to play. I said, I don't know how we're going to play either, Coach. I said, but it's good to get back to playing. And, and there was not a dry eye in the stadium, uh, you know, once they sang the national anthem and played the national anthem. And I told the team before that, um, look, guys, I don't know how, we're gonna, I don't know how you're going to play. I said, but we all need to get back to the doing this. I said, this is kind of, this kind of takes us away from thinking and, and just to go play football and just go have fun for each other. You know, that was the Captain America game. You know, that was the game where uh, uh, Bledsoe got hurt, and in comes Captain America. And by the way, he won last night again. The start of his career. And then, when, Coach, when you guys returned to New York for the first time and played on Monday night against the Niners, how were things different? Well, I mean, here again, um, I think both teams were excited. We were excited about coming back home and, and, and playing in front of our fan base. But I think going forward, you know, you just – that whole season was interesting to us because uh, Vinny Testaverde was one of our quarterbacks, and he took, uh, he took a brick. You know that was that was laying in the ashes. He brought a brick back, and uh, he, you know, he stood up in the meeting and said, "We need to play for all those folks, dedicate this season to those folks." And it was kind of ironic because uh, we had to go on the road our last game against the Raiders. We had to make it up. We were nine and six, and if we win that game, we get into the playoffs, and we kicked the fifty-something yard field goal to get in. So. It was an amazing year. Uh, I'll never forget it. I know that. Coach, we have to ask you about your ASU Sun Devils, of course. You guys play UNLV tomorrow. What are the expectations mm -hmm. for your team this year? Well, I think we got to get better every week. And last week was a game where we were emotionally uh, uh, got, a, got in front of ourselves. Uh, and I think that was for a lot of guys, a lot of teams, because there were fans in the stands, right? right. <laughs> we came out and had a bunch of fouls and, and didn't we played sloppy the first half, and we kind of found our way the second half. And I just think you know football is about building every week. The great thing is you have some uh, some information because you, you've been on tape. So now we're on tape, and we know that um, we have a chance to be a pretty good football team. Uh, tough conference when you think about the teams in this conference. You know UCLA had a great win against LSU. Obviously UCLA uh, SC is, is playing well. 
uh, Utah. You know, so it, when you look at the South, I mean, I think there's, what, four teams ranked in the South? And Oregon is ranked as well. So it's a conference, and in, in, in keynote, you played in this conference. It's it's a tough conference. You play nine nine games inside, inside the conference, and uh, you, you beat up on each other. Coach Herm Edwards joining us, Arizona State head coach that is, joining us here this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Coach, uh, ASU, the school has confirmed that the NC2A has begun conducting interviews and investigation into the football program, allegedly hosting recruits on campus during a time when teams weren't supposed to be having any in-person meetings due to the COVID-19 pandemic. And three members on your staff have been put on administrative leave, of course, um, how has this news affected the program at all uh, at the start of the season? And you personally, how has it affected? Well, the review is the review, and I can't discuss that. I do know this. This team had a mindset in the spring before all this even came up um, that um, with the seniors that came back, some of the super seniors, we had a chance to, to be a pretty good football team. I think that, that's kind of been where we've been uh, as far as our mindset. Uh, for me, Key, and you guys know who I am. I mean, it's, it's one of those deals, man. Look, it, it's about the job at hand. And it's mm-hmm. preparing every week to play a game. And we play UNLV this week, and they're a very talented team. They, they got some talented players, both on offense and defense. So this this is going to be a good football game. Uh, you know, they, 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 they have some, some talented guys. You got a really good runner. Boy, he can really run. And their defense runs around and can cause some havoc. So um, we better get our we better get our minds right and get ready to play uh, tomorrow night. Hey, Herm, hey, Herm, Herm yeah. make sure you clear me though in a couple of weeks because I'm gonna come to a game. I don't want any violations now because uh, I gotta come watch you play. All right. You're a family friend, you know that, and if you're not a violation, this is a previous uh, relationship. It goes okay. way, 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 way back now. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Coach. The great Herm right, Edwards, you, ladies. Appreciate you, Herm. All right. Week one picks are next after I tell you about my computer career. Did you know the arrow on Amazon's logo represents A to Z? Did you know that? Maybe the My Computer Career logo should represent unemployed to employed. Ryan was out of work, for example, when he started classes in March. By September, he started his IT career working for Amazon, making more money than he ever thought possible. Here's a prime opportunity. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. It's not rocket science. It's mycomputercareer.edu. I believe the Cleveland Browns are the biggest threat to Kansas City in the AFC. If I'm the Cleveland Browns, right, let's say Baker has a Baker year that he had last year. What do you do? Are you going to say that's not good enough for us? Sean J. Will and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. We are also brought to you by Nature Valley, music and lyrics, sweet and salty, roasted nuts and creamy nut butter. Nature Valley and the outdoors. Some things are just made for each other. Get two great tastes in one duly delicious bar with Nature Valley sweet and salty nut bars. All right, time for house money. Here's how we do it. We each get $100 to start the season. We can spend it on any games we want. Over, under, whatever. Joe uh, Fortenbaugh, Fortenbaugh, sorry, gave his picks yesterday, and now we give ours. Key, go ahead. 
Um, how much money am I spending here? Well, that's the question. You have a low risk tolerance key, or you got a high risk. Got a hundred bucks in seventeen games this year in the regular season. I know season. Key don't be liking to lose money now. I, I say let, he, let it, so if I so so okay so seventeen games, seventeen weeks, seventeen eighteen eighteen weeks, seventeen games. So should I? So I'm gonna spend three bucks. On why are you laughing? It's so cheap. <laughs> because why is I'm that not, cheap? No, stop. What are you? What are you? We got a gambling problem? That's not yeah, cheap. It's smart. I got a problem, Max. He's only got he's got seventeen it's, weeks. It's my yes. job to push key to spend I'm more. I'm gonna go three bucks over. I'm gonna take the New Orleans Saints over the Green Bay Packers. Um, and I'm gonna spend my three bucks in doing that. So you're taking. So you're pretty much you're taking a spread in that game, right? Yeah, what? Yeah, uh, yeah I'm taking. Are you going money line? Money line? Okay, I'm down going money line. I got you. Money line, straight up. I got you. I like that. I'm going to take. See, this is a problem. You start hanging around Key a lot. Got me on the air raid. Got me on Cliff Kingsbury. Got all this stuff, and I, I'm a believer in the Titans. Evan, I'm gonna spend ten dollars. Tennessee's gonna cover. Ten dollars minus three. That's where they are, Evan. Mark it down. All right, ready for this? I'm putting a buck. <laughs> I'm putting Jesus, a buck on the Giants. Y'all, man. Just 20 cents uh, Well, you'll see why. On the Giants to beat the Broncos. Big blue. Uh-huh. <laughs> you, really, you really believe in the Giants or a that's, buck? Well, I mean, that's all I th- – that tells you what you I think going, about going, the Giants. Money right line, yeah, money line, line, dollar for the Giants to beat the Broncos. That's right. We so, got 17 So how many weeks. picks do we get? I think we just get we get one for the week, right? Weekend. No, right you at? could make as many as you want. How do you want to spend your hundred? Yeah. Okay. So now, so 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 now, I'm going to take the Rams over the Chicago Bears, and I'm going to spend forty bucks. That, damn. The Rams <laughs> over the Bears. I'm going to. All right, is that 40. rich enough for your blood, yeah, Jack? Yeah, yeah, that that just made me sweat. Because I think in terms of everything, that's easy for me. That's that's a layup. That's easy money. That's yeah, a, that's yeah. a layup. I'm with you on that, Key. Dude, what else do I want to mess with, man? What else do I want to mess with? I... You know, I'll take the Bucks over the Cowboys on the money line. If I, I'll put a hundred bucks on that one. How much? <laughs> bucks over Cowboys. Evan, mark me down. <laughs> yeah, I'll go. I'll go. Uh, I'll go three dollars money line Panthers over the Jets. Just so I can text you and jab you the whole weekend. Can we loan each other money if we run out? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we <laughs> on the same Jay, squad. You know, is- you know that game is going to be on in my house, and you are going to be getting text messages. Oh, I know. That's why I did it. Text message. That is the throw of the first quarter. That is the throw of the second quarter. That is that is the throw of the first drive of the third every, quarter. Every every Zach Wilson turnover, you're going to be getting calls, not texts. I'm going to go. I'm there aren't going to be any turnovers. Four touchdowns, Max, no turnovers. Four fifty. I'm going to spend five bucks and then I'm done. So what is that? That's you just spent forty-three dollars. Forty-three dollars. What? So then, if I spend another, well, I spent forty-three dollars. So I'm at forty-eight. Let me let me spend five bucks on the Pittsburgh Steelers going up to. That's I think rude. it's Ralph Wilson Stadium. That's correct. Rude. That's rude. Uh, mm-hmm. Ben Roethlisberger going in and upsetting Josh Allen. I'm going to just even it out. And, and call it and spend five bucks. Let's spend five bucks on that. You one. know what? And I'll put five the other way. I like the Bills over the Steelers in Week One. You so would we get a little action the there. You would do. We that. get a little like action that. there. Why not? What do you, What else you got, Jay? I, 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 I ain't messing with nothing. I'm, I'm done. I just want to sit back and enjoy the first week. I want to get to know who teams are so I can make 
better bets the second weekend. We, right. But if I run out of money, I, I got you, Keith. I got you. I got you. Loan me ten dollars. Yeah. Use maybe, line one. Maybe I'm five right here, each. brother. Maybe five each. Ten's a little. It's getting a little. Up he didn't came out. <laughs> he went from three to forty real quick. Yeah, I, real I just quick. feel like that's, that's, I feel a, layup, like that's a layup. That's a layup though. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, the Chicago hey, Bears Evan, offensive line doesn't have anything on for the Rams. One? You can piggyback defense. pits, right? You want a parlay? No, I want a piggyback on Key. I want to go 30 on the Rams, too. You're putting 30 on the Rams? Yeah, Key, go, I ain't going to let Key just make money by himself. Hmm. I'm Evan, mark me now. down for that. I'm tempted now. I told you all I got a problem. No, now, now that you both did that, I just have to hope for well, and you And you're on the money line, huh? Yeah, money line, straight uh, up. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You might want to jump on. Uh, yeah, better, might, matter of fact, you're making it worth my while. Worth my while to put a few bucks on it anyway. Or I'm going to fall now that he now that Key put forty and you put thirty. I got to put at least twenty five, right? I got to put at least much because if I lose, we all lose together. If I win, I'm not that far behind. And yeah, I got to put. You're forcing me. You guys are forcing and, me to do it. In that two bucks, I'm going Kansas City. So I, wait, I spent forty. Yeah, I got two bucks. Uh-oh. I'm going Kansas City over uh, Cleveland. Kansas City. Anyone taking any odds? Any? I'm keeping no, it simple. Yeah, I'm a straight, no. I'm a straight up bet, simple. dude, man. All them odds. I'm even money. Mm. Mm. Well, <laughs> you could tune into a crosstown rivalry tomorrow night as the Mets host the Yankees. Coverage begins at 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max.